Hello and welcome to episode, I don't know, of the Movie Brats podcast because we've taken such a long hiatus that I've lost count. I am Carter and joining me today, as always, is Jonathan. How are you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great because we are getting into award season uh, for the movies when we have all the nominations coming out. And uh, with the Academy Award nominations coming out next Tuesday, we are going to look back on the Golden Globe winners and the Critics' Choice Awards winners and sort of forecast what we're expecting to happen next Tuesday. So we are going to start off with the Golden Globes, even though it happened almost two weeks ago at this point, and uh, <laughs> just sort of talk about how those awards went, because in my mind it was pretty freaking wonky with the best motion picture drama going to Bohemian Rhapsody, which I think had around a 50 on Metacritic, if I'm right. Uh, and it has a 49 on Metacritic, which I like to point out has the same rating as Lars von Trier's Antichrist. <laughs> okay. And then best picture musical or comedy went to Green Book, which is causing all sorts of controversy about its uh, depiction of the two main characters. And I actually haven't seen either of these movies, so I will let it go to you, Jonathan, to see what your sort of reaction to this is. Well, I thought it was interesting. I've seen people say it would actually make more sense if Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Comedy or Musical and Green Book won Best Drama. These (laughs) awards, these categories are so bizarre. Why is something in this category and not another? Uh, It's hard to say. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody has entertainment value, and I do think Rami Malek gives a really entertaining uh, committed performance but it is not anywhere near one of the best films of the year and it's a joke that it won uh, best picture and I think it's that people love Queen and Freddie <laughs> Murphy so much and they just enjoyed the film so much yeah. but it's a pretty weak film it's a biopic that's just the greatest hits it's going these big moments to big moments to big moments and you don't really get to know Frederick mercury as a human as a real person it's very flashy and also you know every film seems to have a controversy people are i think there's this bubbling sense that brian singer directed most of the film and then he was fired and then wasn't mentioned in any of the uh speeches when they won yeah i mean i think the awards uh people are telling him do not mention his name at all don't bring him up i i wouldn't be shocked if before the oscars there's a giant weinstein top you know expose that uh-huh. comes out that he's a child diddler and that he's like had these hor- like about brian singer yeah oh yeah it's sort of like a smear campaign against bohemian rhapsody i think that could totally happen because if if it wins he could possibly be on stage at the oscars because he well, is credited as the director, I don't think it's. I don't think it's even gonna get nominated for. I best think it's picture. gonna get nominated just because, apparently, it the producer of the movie spent a really long time trying to get it made, and it's one of those sort of Hollywood success stories of a producer having a vision and getting a movie made, and the movie making money, and it's just one of those things where the producers are gonna sort of acknowledge another producer's uh, success. Because the way the nominations work is, the nominees are only within. Actors only nominate actors, right? And then when it comes to the winner, everyone votes for everything. Isn't that how it works for the Academy Awards? I think so. Don't yeah. quote me on that, though. Yeah, I'm but, pretty sure uh, that's how it works. So I could see the producers getting behind Bohemian Rhapsody because it, it was a big success. It made a lot of money, and that's good for producers. The highest-grossing biopic of all time, or at least music biopic. Oh, well, I didn't even realize that. But um, the problem also for me with the film just – 
talking about Bohemian Rhapsody is that it's a PG-13 film about a guy whose life was heavily <laughs> with sex and drugs. <laughs> Not exactly and, PG life, yeah. I know. It's it's just a very safe... And it's produced by the people who were members of the group. Uh-huh. And it's like Brian very, May and stuff like that. Right. And it's... It's a film, you know, of that time period, it's a bunch of wigs and flashy costumes, but it never got past that to me. It was just a bunch of wigs and fake teeth. And, and a nice soundtrack know, being played really loud. <laughs> and it's one of those where you hear, you know, a lot of the scenes are just like, oh, this is how this, this is how we came up with this famous song and this famous <laughs> song. And it feels very just hitting the greatest hits, mm. you know. But uh, and Green Book, I think, is a really charming, entertaining film. But it's a Driving Miss Daisy type film, mm-hmm. and it's very simple. Mm-hmm. And I think the performances are really strong. But it's not; it should not be nominated. It, I'll be really irritated if Peter Farrelly gets nominated for Best Director. Oh, I really didn't like his speech at the Golden Globes. And well, the, there's so many controversies. The writer they didn't he, reach out to the family of the character Mahershala Ali plays, and they've had a lot of sort of disputes well, about the way they're portraying the movie. I don't think it. To me, it doesn't matter at all how accurate it is because I don't really care if a movie's accurate. That didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they were really. I mean, there's a documentary where. I read an article. I saw an article. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was defending the film, saying there's a documentary where. Uh, the character says, "Yeah, he was my friend," and yeah. it's him saying it on camera. But uh, the, the, you know, you saw that thing about Peter Farrelly used to flash people on set. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, and then the, I think the most serious one that would hurt the film is since it's about racism, is that the man who's the, his son mm-hmm. wrote the screenplay with him, and it's he tweeted about Trump. You know, oh yeah, I saw some about you know, that. Yeah, anti-Muslim, <clears throat> which is totally fabricated and not true. They, they were cheering when 9/11 happened, and uh-huh. he was uh, tweeting support of that. I mean, someone said if you if you're in the Oscar race, just scrub your entire Twitter history. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, they're going to go back. The same thing happened with Kevin Hart. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I I mean. I saw someone tweet about the films that won Best Picture at the Golden Globes, and they were like, are you surprised that the group that has about 100 people that vote, you know, <laughs> voted for two of the really popular but not very good films? Yeah. I think Green Book is a, is, is a decent film. It's a good, it's a solid movie, but it's not one of the 20 best films. No, I think more like than it, anything, the winners was just sort of a... It just showed the state of the Golden Globes as an awards ceremony, that they're just sort of desperate for attention and it it can't really be taken seriously. Whenever I see an advertisement for a film that says starring... Golden Globe winner. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's just like, that doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, they nominated Johnny Depp twice in the same year for Best Comedy for Alice Wonderland and The Tourist. (laughs) It's pretty ridiculous. (laughs) I know. But it, the thing that was most surprising to a lot of people, I think, about the Golden Globes is that um, A Star is Born won nothing but Best Song. Mm-hmm. It, they thought it was going to sweep. It was going to win Best Actor and Actress and Best uh, Drama. It didn't win any of them. And I don't think it's going to uh, win any major awards at the Oscars. Well, we can sort of touch on the Critics' Choice Awards there also because Lady Gaga tied with Glenn Close, who starred in The Wife for Best Actress at that ceremony. 
And right. And Glenn Close's wife, wife came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw it, and it's it, it's another it's a solid film, and it's a very you know when they have. And she the also wanted the Golden Gloves beating Lady Gaga, just to clarify. Yeah. Glenn Close. Well, you know, in the award shows, when they have little like twenty second clips of like a really good acting scene, oh, yeah. like the wife is that that's that type of movie, okay. and she does it really good. She's fantastic in the film, but um, I think I read somewhere that if she gets nominated and loses, she'll be the most nominated person never to win an Oscar for best actress. Oh wow! Or, or, oh, wow. The best actress. She's some of them are supporting category, yeah. but. Yeah. I think this will be like her seventh nomination, maybe. Um, But I think she's the front runner to win right now with Lady Gaga at second. I think that's what the general consensus. I want Olivia Colman. Possibly Olivia Colman, who won Best Actress in a Comedy at the Golden Globes, which is one of my favorite performances of the year for uh, The Favorite, where she plays Queen Anne. And uh, I think it's an incredible performance, and it takes on a whole lot of different levels. Like, she's funny. She's. I don't know. It's really outstanding. The favorite is something that's very hard to describe, actually, for me. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is really accurate, but I, I tell people it's kind of like Barry Lyndon done by Monty Python. No, that's actually a good way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. It really I captures the absurdities of the era like no film I've ever seen before. Right. With with, uh, with lesbianism. Like, so that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, I, I remember um, when Black... Uh, no, no, when, um, what was it, Birdman came out, someone tried to describe it as, like, Black Swan directed by Mel Brooks, which I don't think really was t- quite accurate, but I loved that idea. Like, when I heard mm. that, I was like, oh, I want to see that. <laughs> yeah. And then but, uh, Christian Bale was the winner at the Golden Globes for Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy, which <laughs> I think is a little bit funny, because it might be the least comedic performance to ever win that award. Well, I mean, it, the, the the main problem I had with the film is that I, it tries to be a snarky SNL level satire too much of the time, and especially for the first half of the film, I I really was pushed. I I, I found it really irritating. Vice there were there were many scenes and aspects of it that I found annoying and obnoxious. It felt like just the sort uh, of like um, chopped up editing and. Like the stylistic, the sort of like overhyped, caffeinated stylistic elements of it that you had a problem with, and and there are scenes that would have been really funny, funny or die videos, but putting it in this serious biopic, it mm. just it, the main thing is it tonally was all over the map. It was it really all over the directions. Map. But Christian but, Bale as Dick Cheney <laughs> might be the best performance of the year. Well, I my pick personally um, is. Ethan Hawke for First Reform. That's what I want to win. And I want that to win Best Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay, Best Actor. Um, that's, that's you know, you, you can't, I mean, you can say what, from what you have seen this year, but for me, those are like, it, it should sweep a lot of the major awards. Mm-hmm. But, um, and well, I was going to go back to the Best Actress for a second and say what I think, I think there are four locks right now for Best Actress. For the nomination? Yeah, it's going to be Glenn Close for The Wife, Lady mm. Gaga for A Star is Born, Olivia Colman for The Favorite, and Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? And then I think that it's possible that the young actress who's never acted before from Roma will be the fifth nominee. I think that. I that think it's going to be either Nicole Kidman or Rosamund Pike in those two sort of roles where oh, they I got ugly. I, 
But I, the Academy loves it when really beautiful actresses make themselves ugly. <laughs> and I they usually Rose reward would, that with nominations. Well, I don't think Rosemary Pike's going to get nominated because nobody has seen the film. That so nobody's seen the wife either. I think people have seen uh, it more than a private, a private war. war. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, that's probably true. But um, I, it's also conceivable that uh, Emily Blunt could get nominated. But the word is that movie is so divisive. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns that people love that movie or they hate that movie. I hated it. Oh yeah. And, yeah, I. Oh, it I made me want to vomit. Oh wow. It's one of my least favorite films of the year, and I love the original. It's it's an amazing, beautiful. Is film. that why you it. don't like this the the new one? It's just I liked how someone said the new film isn't heartwarming; it's microwave warming or something like that. It's just very carbon copy. It's just the same movie except sort of done. the way they did it with the new Star Wars, where they hit all the same beats and sort of just except make a that was. And I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but that was much better. Yeah, because uh, it like did something. That's interesting. become sort of the formula for these remakes or sequels that they just hit the exact same emotional beats as the original movie, but just in a new way. I um the the it, the well, if I went, wanted to mention what my personal picks for best actress, mine would be. Olivia Coleman for the favorite, and I would want her to win mm-hmm. with Melissa McCarthy. I'd also want to nominate. Alicia, I'll just say I don't know how to pronounce her from last Roma. Name. Uh, from Roma, and I would nominate two. Uh, three of my five nominees are under uh, twenty-five. Oh, wow. The actress from Roma is twenty-four years old, and I would nominate Ilsa Fisher from Eighth Grade and Thomasine McKenzie from Leave No Trace. Those would be my five. Oh wow! Personal, if I could, you know, from every movie I saw last year, just completely my personal taste. Those would be my five as of right now. And I'd have to say, I would really want to try to squeeze in um, Regina Hall for support the girls, which won a number of critics groups, and she was like runner up or nominated. It's this just wonderful comedy. Um, by the writer-director Andrew Blajowski. Mm-hmm. And it got really, really good reviews, but it came out and like nobody saw it in theaters hardly. It was kind of a sleeper. you know, Well, not even a sleeper. It wasn't a sleeper hit. Nobody went to see it, but it got really good reviews. <laughs> it was dead. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it was on dead on arrival. <laughs> yeah, but it's a wonderful film. So I saw it when I was in New York. They had the uh, premiere of the 35-millimeter screening at the Museum of the Moving Image. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's so wonderful in the film. It's just... It reminds you that there's good people in the world. Mm-hmm. It's one of those films that really made me feel like a better person. And it's a set in a Hooters type restaurant. So oh, really... I've heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really uh, wonderful little comedy drama and okay, yeah. indie movie. But uh, but she would be like at number six on my list. But yeah. those would be my five. But, but going back to Best Actor, uh, I, I, I think right now the money is on uh, Christian Bale winning. I think so too. And I thought – I. For a while, I was thinking that Bradley Cooper was going to be a lock for Star Wars Born, but... It just died. It just died, yeah. It just really did. I I don't know why. It's. I think people still really like it, but maybe it came out too early, or... Yeah, I mean, October, it seemed like it dominated October. Like, that was the only thing any of, like, critics and, you know, entertainment sort of shows were talking about, but... Yeah. With Roma coming out and stuff like that, and... Bohemian Rhapsody was a really big hit, and it might have even like overtaken A Star Is Born. So I think the nominees, what will get nominated for the Oscars, it will be uh, Christian Bale for Vice, mm-hmm. Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Ron really? Malik, you think he will? Amy, 
Oh yeah, I think he's like third or fourth. Despite the the blowback to it? Yeah. And his contribution to the controversy also. Well, I don't think that... I mean, there's been like, what, eight controversies now and like (laughs) his is pretty short and it happened so long ago. That's true. People have forgotten about it. (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, Mahershala Ali's going to win. For supporting, yeah. Yeah. But and the thing that people say is that even if they have all these controversies, he's like the victim of the you know, he's the Yeah, he's yeah. the one who comes out looking good, like pretty much the only one. And the point too that he's a Muslim actor and the writer who tweeted yeah. the bad stuff, it's like, Oh, well let's give the you know, guy who was mistreated and, and you know, so there's a lot you know, even if people are have problems with the film, they, they love don't his have problems film. with Mahershala. Yeah. yeah. So but I think it's gonna be Christian Bale, Viggo Mortensen. Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. Bradley Cooper. I think Bradley Cooper for Star is Born. And I I, I really want to hope that Ethan Hawke gets nominated. I'm not sure. He's like It six, might be him I, or John David Washington for Black Klansman, maybe. Or right. Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate. Right. And can I tell you my five personal nominees? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Matt Dillon for The House That Jack Built. Okay. Of course that was going to be in there. Uh Ben Foster for Leave No Trace. So I think he's a really underrated actor. He's never been nominated for an Oscar before. And Surprising he, he wasn't nominated for supporting for Hell or High Water. That was a very showy role. And um, Ethan Hawke for First Reformed, which I would want him to win. Joaquin Phoenix for You Were Never Really Here. And John David Washington for Black Klansman. Um, he, that I, was a really good performance. And it was very complicated because he was like supposed to be likable but frustrated and like a member of the police force but also subtly rebelling against it. That was, I thought, a really good nuanced performance that's sort of fallen by the wayside because it came out just so long ago. Right. I've I've been listening to these Gold Derby predictions and the one of the main guys who does these predictions has this crazy idea that Spike Lee is going to win best director because he's never been nominated before and he says at least that he thinks he could win uh, the dga because he's never been nominated in that he's never been nominated for best And he's very well respected by fellow directors i know he's 61 now and i think that one thing that's i saw someone tweet like someone looked in a magic ball and it's like you're not going to believe this but Spike Lee directed a film called Black Klansman, and it's the least controversial film of the Oscar season. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like no one would think that. You know, but no, because it's, it's like a very like measured, really thoughtful sort of movie about like race in America. Which and I think it's a better film than Green Book for sure. But yeah. um, I I do think that because uh, well, was... it doesn't have the easy answers that Green Book seems to provide, which are like well. The, the thing that, ha- I mean, like talking about the controversies and what has a good shot, the, the, the word on the favorite is that people love the performances, mm-hmm. but there are some people that think the film is too quirky. Yeah, and it's not too weird. And like, yeah, and they're that like, what's that ending it, shot about? That was weird. <laughs> and like the old male members of the Academy don't like this lesbian period piece costume drama as much as other people. Yeah, that's the word. So it's not going to get nominated for best director, I don't think. No, but I really hope it's nominated for best picture. Um, I think it's going. All three actresses will probably get nominated. Yeah, I think it's going to get two supporting actress nominations. Yeah, I think it's going to win best uh, costume, probably, <laughs> probably maybe even yeah. best production design. Um, but uh, the idea right now, do we want to go to the supporting categories? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the idea is that 
um, with they, best at the Golden actor. Globes. Mahershala Ali won for best actor, and Regina King won for If Beale Street Could Talk. And then yeah. at the Critics Choice Awards, it was the exact same result. And uh, the thing that uh, hurts Regina King uh, for supporting actress winning is that she wasn't nominated for the BAFTA. And there's some oh. other major award, Screen Actors Guild or something, that she wasn't even nominated. But Oh, Screen Actors she... Guild is big because that's the actors doing the nominations. Right. Um, but it's, it, it, I do think both the actresses from The Favorite will get nominated. I think it, uh, Richard E. Grant is a lot to get nominated. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was very much an Academy Award supporting actor performance. Yeah, he, he would be my p- personal vote. He was, was really good, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Adam Driver could get his first nomination for Black Clansman. Which I think is weird, because that was not a great Adam Driver performance. It was just sort of basic Adam Driver being Adam Driver. He, I mean, he is has the most amazing track record. He's like, in like eight years, he's worked with Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, <laughs> yeah, He's like Steven the most in-demand actor in Hollywood, apparently. Yeah, Terry Gilliam... Uh, Spike Lee, while also being I, in the biggest franchise on the planet, I know. I mean, he and he's going to be. He went there for quite a while. He's going to be in Leo's Carrock's film. He's making a musical with a guy who directed Holy Motors, and it's going to star him and Michelle Williams. That's crazy. And, but he keeps having to do these stupid Star Wars movies. Yeah, and well, granted, it. he's very good in it, and I think he is the best part of the new Star Wars movies. Yeah, and some people don't like him, but but the I think that, his performance in the new Star Wars is better than his performance in Black Klansman. Well, different years, but yeah, okay. Oh, whatever. I know, yeah, I, but it was like yeah. more. It was definitely more showy. He wasn't exactly right. showy in Black Klansman. So, uh, who are we, who else are we going to nominate for best supporting actor? Uh, if, I'm seeing you know, a lot predict- of uh, buzz around Sam Rockwell as George Bush. Um, he's barely in the film, though. I think yeah. he's in it less than 10 minutes. I don't think he should be nominated for that, but no. he won the award a couple years ago, and they like giving sort of continuity in these sort of awards things. Um, well, like if Marshall Ali I would love wins, it if, so uh, wins two out of the last three years. I think um, Simon Russell Beale for uh, Death of Stalin would be an excellent nomination. But that's not, not going to be happening. It's not even going to get nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. It should. No. It's but, not um, going to be nominated for anything, but that's a real shame. But um, I thought he was top one of the top five performances of the year in the category. Um, well, I, let me tell you my personal picks, okay? okay. I have my list. Okay. Uh, Adam Driver and Black Klansman. Hugh Grant and Paddington 2. Who's <laughs> yeah. I, I need to see delightful. that. delightful. I need to see that. Um, Richard E. Grant and Can You Ever Forgive Me. Um, Josh Hamilton in eighth grade plays the father, who's really okay. wonderful from in the film. From kicking and screaming way back in the day. Uh, and uh, Stephen Yun from Burning. Uh-huh. Uh, pe- most people know him for The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's won some critics groups for Best Supporting Actor or been runner-up or nominated. But those would be my picks. And then my picks for Best Supporting Actress uh, are... Now, I'm going to mispronounce her name. I'm going to call it by her rap name, Jungle Pussy, uh, from Support the Girls. She had never been in a movie before, and she's really gives a great comedic performance. Um, Regina uh, Hall no, – no, Regina Hall was the lead performance, and I would almost uh-huh. want her to make the cut for lead actress, but I would nominate uh, the supporting actress. And then I'd nominate Regina um, – why hey. I'm getting a mix-up. Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. I'd nominate Natalie Portman for Vox Lux. 
And people are like, wait, that was in the lead? Well, it's the thing is she isn't in the first, like, hour of the film. Uh-huh. And she's in the second half. Uh, she's, like, the lead in the second half, so that kind of makes her supporting, I guess. And then the two actresses from the favorite, Emma Stone and Rachel Weitz. Okay. No Amy Adams from Vice? No, that's... that's people are saying that, you know, she could even win in that category. I think she but, might. Uh, well, but the thing is, I, the idea is I've heard people say that they're, gonna, they're only going to give one long overdue Oscar that night. It'll be to Glenn Close. And Amy Adams will be that. That will be like her sixth nomination and not winning. It's crazy. She hasn't won uh, yet. I know, and it's just it's it's not a very impressive role. It's just like no, it's not. No, she's it, amazing. It's actually know, really great. similar to her role in The Master. Yeah, and she's great. That's a better performance. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think. Now, did you ever see Oliver Stone's W? Yeah, I think it's better than Vice, and it's a flawed film too. But uh, to me, I the I I need to. I think Vice uh, just. I, to, I knew nothing about Dick Cheney and. Vice was just so revealing about like sort of the birth of the the way the Republican Party exists today that in a way the W really wasn't W was sort of like a standard biopic. I I do I did like Richard Dreyfus as Cheney though that was fun. No, it's it not was as, good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I I was going to mention that I think that one of the problems uh, with Vice is that. Well, no, I said my problem is that it's too it's too silly at times, and and there's th- it's like not a silly subject. I know that the, my thing is that I don't feel like laughing about Dick Cheney. No, neither to me, do I. That's why I didn't think it was evil. funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and but it, but it tried to be funny consistently, and it and that irritated me. But I I do have to say, can I tell you the the, the things that I thought were brilliant in the film? Yeah, I thought now this might be. Can we say spoilers? Okay, it's been out um, for a month. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, the reveal of the narrator I thought was brilliant. That was I really love that. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and I also thought the part where they have the teacups st- teacups stacked on on top of each other, yeah. and and Dick Cheney kind of gives the okay for his daughter to speak out against gay marriage. To me, that's Trump. That's the birth of Trump. Yeah. I mean, Trump's been built up through many things, going back to Reagan, mm-hmm. and you have George W. Bush, and then you have well, going you know, back to Chaney JFK definitely. with the televised debates. Well, no, but the idiot, horrible, like right wing, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. like oh, yeah. Trump. But, but the thing with like to me is like Dick Cheney is horrible and like had you know got us you know the Iraq War and everything. But to me, going against his own daughter to convince the other one to speak out against gay marriage to me that just is the thing that's like. The Republican Party has no morality. Yeah. There's nothing. They're, they're like they are just. They've lost. You know, there's nothing good about them. Yeah. There's just. There's no morality that they will. You know, slander their own family and just say the most horrible things. And like I got. And I also liked the, the end credits, the fish hooks over America from West Side Story. I like that. <laughs> no, but uh, with uh, the daughter's storyline was a really. It was a really solid choice by Adam McKay to make that sort of like the crux at the end of the movie to show like Dick Cheney is like an absolute demon with no soul. Because <laughs> yeah, like, because the whole movie before that he seems very supportive of her, even when Amy Adams's character is a little bit sort of like wary, and you're like, oh, this is like one sort of thing that makes him human, and then by the end it's like, oh, he doesn't even care about his daughter. And I think actually, my mom said it, and I agree. I think some of the 
best scenes in Vice are actually more about the family and his personal life mm-hmm. rather than the political stuff. <laughs> yeah, like the I scene think- when they were talking about uh, American Idol. For some reason, I thought that was very effective. To like just think uh, of Dick Cheney having like normal conversations <laughs> with like his family while he's doing such awful stuff, and it's like, oh, he gets to just live a normal, happy life. That's not exactly fair when he's like carpet bombing these Afghanis in Iraq right. for no reason. Yeah. Well, uh, but I do think that um, it will get nominated for Amy Adams and Christian Bale. I think could win. I hope Adam McKay doesn't get nominated for Best Director. I love Anchorman, mm-hmm. and I thought The Big Short was really good, but like. One of the five best direct. No, and I think it's a little bit of trying too hard in this one. It's um, too it's too uh, flashy, and it's trying to do too many things. And he's not. He needed to do a, another draft on the script. And yeah. He need to. Well, I mean, he supposedly, you know, he did a musical number that they. That's cut what out I've heard. Play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. But it's, one uh, for best supporting actor that I just saw, he was nominated for the Critics Choice Awards, and I didn't even realize it that. Thinking about it, I think is a nailed on, hundred percent going to happen. Is Michael B. Jordan for Black Panther? I mean, I've heard people say that like Black Panther is like the third possible like ranking for winning Best Picture, and to me, if it wins, it's like, you know, I legitimately may never watch the Oscars again. I probably always will. Yeah, but it's just that it's it, if they give a stupid comic book movie best picture it's, it's not gonna like, win but it's gonna get nominated and i think ryan coogler might get nominated for best director um, well you want to talk about who's going to get nominated for best director i and we can sort of shift on to roma at this point which we haven't really talked about which won best picture at the critics choice awards uh and won best foreign language film at the golden globes because foreign language movies can't be nominated for the two major Best Picture awards, and then Alfonso Cuarón won Best Director at both ceremonies, and I think is well, you know, for sure the he could win like point. he could win literally five or six Oscars because he shot the film, he's co-editor, <laughs> he wrote the screenplay, he directed it, he's a producer. He could win like many awards, yeah. On us tonight. Um, and I, I think, think it's a favorite in most best. of those categories. I think he's good. I've heard, I don't really understand this, but I've heard them say, well, I heard someone say that it will be the first time ever that a cinematographer was nominated for his own film directing it. And that there might be this, some backlash about like, Oh, you're shooting your own film. Well, uh, us cinematographers don't like that, but I think he's going to win in the category. I I don't Mm -hmm. understand. You think he might not get nominated because cinematographers are, I was listening to a video. They took our job situation. Yeah. And uh, they're saying that Rachel Morrison could be, be nominated two years in a row because she shot Black Panther and she became the first female nominee last year for Mudbound. Oh, okay. Uh, but um, I think that uh, Best Director, I think the nominees are going to be Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, Bradley Cooper for Stars Born, Spike Lee for Black Klansmen. I think that I wouldn't be shocked if Peter Fairley got nominated for Green Book, but mm-hmm. I don't want him to. <laughs> um, I think that it could be... And I think that might leave Adam McKay for Vice, honestly, as much as I you think, don't want it to happen. I think it could be the first time in history you have two African-Americans. I could see Barry Jenkins getting nominated for Beale Street or Ooh. Ryan Coogler for Black Panther. Oh, um, Ryan Coogler, yes. I think 100% yeah. that's going to happen. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I but think it I think, is going to happen. I think Black Panther is going to get like 10 nominations. It's going to get a bunch because of all the technical stuff. Yeah. And it's going to get Best Picture it's nomination. Be best Picture. But... Um, it might get supporting well, actor. 
I think that well, one that's definitely not going to get nominated is Brian Singer for Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> yeah. or Damien Chazelle for First Man, unfortunately. No, and um, I the there's no, there are not going to be any female nominees. No, uh, but um, Lynn Ramsey's not going to get nominated for You Were Never Really Here. <laughs> I mean, it, Mariel Heller is one of my personal picks for the five nominees. Oh, for sorry, that's you. Me. Oh, that's Kenya. Forgive me. These like long yeah. question movies. I got confused. On. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and uh, I do think that there's going to be uh, well, my my personal picks. For best director are Alfonso Cuarón for Roma, Mario Lanzamos for sure, Mariel Heller for Can You Ever Forgive Me, Chang Dong Lee for Burning, Spike Lee for Black Klansman, and Paul Schrader for First Reformed. And Anthemos <laughs> would be like seventh. I'd oh put God. Deborah Granick for Leave No Trace. I love the favorite, but it's just those would be even higher. Oh man, and it's and such nobody seen... else would have made it the way he did, and I love the way he made it. Uh, favorite I thought was incredible. My my pick for best director is Paul Schrader, and then next would be Cheng Dong Lee, and the next would be Alfonso Cuarón. Mm-hmm. Which I think I mean, is going to happen. I mean, it's just you know, if it's just purely if I were picking my own picks, like I have no problem if Alfonso Cuarón wins best director. Uh-huh. I won't be very happy if Bradley Cooper wins. So I don't think that's going to happen <laughs> anymore. We thought he was going to. I mean, I thought he was like, luck. Honestly, I thought it was yeah. going to win all five major categories like just two months ago. Right. Now I'd be well, surprised if it won any, which is just crazy. Well, he's another one where it's – I mean, do you know if he's in the – is he in the nominees at all for any of the songs in that film? Is he? Would he ever get a nomination for – he's not in any of the – you know what I'm saying? Like what Gaga no, I think is. he might have co-wrote possibly some of them. He definitely performed so he could win them. for – conceivably for that. I'm not sure. But I think they're probably going to only have the one song nomination, which is going to be – Shallow, which won at the Golden Globes, and is Lady Gaga and Mark Ronson. I'm pretty sure is who wrote that. I know, I know that it, you absolutely should not vote for who you want to see give the best speech or <laughs> yeah. who gave a previous good speech. But I would love to see Spike Lee's speech if he won Best Director. Oh, you know, that would you know, really be something. Yeah, but um, and I like I honestly like he's one of my five picks. I'd be like it would be so cool to see him win. Like I would just like love to see that happen. But, uh, that it, might be I mean, one of those career ones where, like, uh, Martin Scorsese won for The Departed. Or not necessarily right, his strongest movie, but time. it was just like, right. nah, we might as well give him one. Alfonso Cuaron won for Gravity, yeah. you know. <laughs> I can't I – mean, well, he should have won for Gravity. I know, uh, but he already well, has one. Spike Lee doesn't have one. Oh. Um, I think that with – well, I, I think Spike Lee. Would you say Spike Lee is a lock to get a nomination? Hundred percent, especially if he hasn't been nominated before. Yeah, I was I, earlier when I wasn't uh, so sure uh, about him getting nominated. I was going to be so irritated if Peter Fairley got nominated for Green Book because it'd be <laughs> the same that thing. Be the worst. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy uh, was nominated the do year, the right and thing. then Do the Right Thing. Yeah, it was he wasn't nominated for? He was nominated for screenplay. That's shocking and he's, that he wasn't he's nominated been, for best director. I know, but um, I do think that uh, the nominees for Best Picture are going to be, for me, locks. You know, and now is I think it there's still... going to be ten. I don't think they're going to do the weird thing where they only do eight. Well, but it's it, it's between five and ten still, yeah, though, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, so I think locks for nominations are Roma, yes, Stars Born, The Favorite, Black Panther, Black, Black Panther, Black Klansman. Um, I think. What else do you think Bohemian is uh, a, lock. a lock? I don't think it's a lock, but I think it 
I, I, I said it's earlier, I, you know, I think it's going to get nominated, but I think it's like it's a lock. It's like Vice is a lock. Um, do you think Widows is going to get nominated or no. First Man? Do you think, think Crazy Rich Asians is? Which uh, oh, Crazy Rich Asians might. Right. More so than Widows, I think may- Widows. The one thing it might be nominated for is Best Actress for Viola Davis, but I don't think it will. It's possible. Yeah. I heard someone saying that Destroyer, it's one of those films with Nicole Kidman that she might get the fifth slot, but it's such a depressing, heavy film. And like, but she's riding a big wave right now with big little lies and everything. And I think she might get nominated. Right. Uh, Are there any crazy, like you think this is going to get nominated, even though no one's going to predict it. Uh, The I mean, Michael B. Jordan supporting actor, People might be predicting that, but I think that's going to happen for just a nomination, though. Yeah, right? just a nomination. Yeah, um, I'm going to make I'm going to make a crazy prediction that I like would not put money on, but <laughs> if they're going to nominate a best director female, I could see like there's been years where they have like if you were ranking the like the odds of who's going to be nominated i think that in a number of recent years like you would put like the seventh or eighth or ninth place like bennett miller was nominated for fox catcher i don't think many people thought he was getting nominated that's ben a movie people don't even talk about anymore yeah ben zeitlin was nominated for beast of the southern wild and that was the year that ben affleck and Catherine bigelow didn't get nominated for argo or zero dark 30 and no one thought he that's was going to get nominated um, argo won best picture that year I know. I think there's only three times in history that the film's won Best Picture and the director wasn't nominated. <laughs> it doesn't really it, make like, sense, honestly. Grand Hotel and uh, Driving 32. Daisy, I think. Yeah. But um, the uh, but I think that uh, what was I talking about? I you, you got me off track. Best what was I director. But what was I talking about? Oh, best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that uh, the other the other one, um, I, I think it was pretty surprising that Alexander Payne got nominated for Nebraska, even though I was really happy he did. I think if there's I, I could. What if the the director for the writer got nominated? What is that it's movie? One, it's a film that came out like almost two years ago now. And it um, it's, you know, one of the it's like one of the highest rated films of the year, and it's gotten a lot of top ten lists, and it won the National Board of Review for Best Picture, I think. Oh wow! I might be right. It won some major. That like, might be something open. like The Visitor ten years ago, where like nobody's seen it, but it's like got a lot of really critical love. Yeah, I mean, I like I. I I'm haven't not even heard of it, it honestly. <laughs> and it, um, but uh, I saw it at the New York Film Festival two years ago. Really. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, in 2017. Uh, but it's it's a oh, it's a great film. It's okay. it, he, the woman got the real people and had like Chloe you know, it's not a documentary. Well, it's not a documentary, but he can, you know it's they're basically playing playing themselves. Oh, okay, sort and of like very, that Clint Eastwood movie. What? Which one? <laughs> oh, third, well, yeah, third, ten to Paris. <laughs> what they really were playing themselves in <laughs> that. Yeah. This is like but, a dramatization of stuff based on reality. Well, I don't I mean Robert Redford's never been nominated. Uh has he was he nominated for the Sting? I'm I'm thinking that Redford's never been nominated for acting. Was he no, nominated he won for the Sting? Best Director for uh Ordinary People, I think. Yeah, he I mean he, he said that the old man in the gun was is. Was he not nominated best. for uh the president all the president's men? I'm gonna look that up while we're talking. I I I know he's been nominated a few times for uh, director, you know, quiz show, I know. and a river runs through but, it. And... 
Yeah, are you looking it up? Yeah. Yeah, what, Great radio. Ever been Good radio. I know. First <laughs> typing into our computer. Yeah, I don't think. Well, what, I, was he nominated for this? Oh, wait, let's see. I knew I wanted him to be nominated for All Is Lost. He was nominated uh, for The Sting. He's nominated for The Sting, but that's the only nominate acting nominations he's ever yeah. gotten. Uh, but anyway, so I think could, people forgot about Old Man and the Gun. Honestly. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, but um, that would be like a nice... Uh, it's crazy he wasn't nominated for all his loss. That was like a big... People really made a big deal about him being in that movie. I, I heard the idea was that it's a movie where he's the only person on screen and there's virtually no dialogue and that people that had screeners... Uh-huh. Like, it's a movie you had to actually watch. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the only pro I mean, th- there's a lot of things that are going for Roma that it's critically the best re- reviewed film of the year. It's a technical achievement. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing going against it is that if people have, like, screeners or, like, let's watch this on Netflix, it's it's a film that there's not very much narrative push for a, uh, the first, like, no, there isn't. half hour of the film. And it gets there's these amazing scenes in the second half, but the you know you're it's like someone some Oscar pundit was saying that basically the first hour of the film you're just watching your you know scrub shit off the floor you know that's pretty it. much yeah. <laughs> but um, I do think or that get ice uh, cream for people <laughs> I know but uh, it's it, it, it it's so beautiful it's like this mix of intimate and expansive like it, it's so personal and intimate but it's also just this scope like you feel like yeah you know you really feel like there's this whole world around these characters that you know all the period detail and it's just like sometimes it just quickly goes by in the background it's just so yeah it's an there's incredible. a scene where there's like a fire at like a country estate and it was just like uh there's a lot yeah. of stuff in it that's really incredible. I watched it actually at home on Netflix because I wanted to experience the way I felt the majority of the people who watched it were going to experience it. And for me, it had the – I mean, I still loved it. It's top one or two of the year for me. Um, uh, well, do we just want to – I was going to say real quick uh, with the screenplay. I know we don't have to go through all the categories of the below the line. You know, well, I, I think they consider screenplay above the line, and then all the mm-hmm. technical stuff like cinematography below yeah. the line. So for but, the Golden Globes, uh, screenplay they, was they put them together, by... right? Yeah. I'm actually, okay. Book. Yeah. It was yeah, it's Green Book, and they had that very weird speech. And then for the Critics' Choice Awards, original screenplay was won by Paul Schrader for First Reformed, and adapted screenplay was won by. Barry Jenkins for If Beale Street Could Talk, which is an adaptation of a novel by James Baldwin, who was the subject of that uh, documentary a couple years ago that everybody loves so much. What was the name right. of that one? I Am Not Your Negro. That's it, yeah. Um, I was going to... Which you just saw today, didn't you? Yes. It was, it was very good. It, that might crack my top ten personal favorite films of the year. Um, I might have to reconfigure some of my uh, <laughs> nominees, but um, just just for my own personal, these are my nominees for best original screenplay: Bo Burnham for Eighth Grade, Alfonso Cuarón for Roma, uh, Deborah Davis and Tony Mc uh, McNar- I, for the favorite McNamara. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tamara Jenkins for Private Life, which is a really smart film uh, that's on Netflix, um, and then Paul Schrader for First Reformed, and he should win. Uh, adapted screenplay. My picks would be Bruno Dumont for Jeanette, The Childhood of Joan of Arc. Um, the all the writers for The Death of Stalin, 
Can yes. you ever forgive me? Is that burning... what's that adapted from? What Death of Stalin? A graphic novel. Oh wow! I did not realize yeah. that. Uh, can you ever forgive me? Burning and Black Klansman. Those would be my personal. These are just personal. You know, did uh, Je- Spike Lee write Black Klansman? Yeah, he's one of the nominees. So I've heard people say that it that he could win an Oscar for adapted screenplay. Okay. Um, I and think, I, I, I think Black Panther is going to get a nomination for that. I think that the favorite could win best original screenplay if it doesn't win uh, any of the other above the line awards. Mm-hmm. Like it's not if if Olivia Coleman doesn't win best actress, um, I think that it could get nominated. I think it could win best original screenplay. Okay. But well, my critics, one, my... Uh, the critics agreed with you and with Force Reformed. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I'll be I'll be really irritated if Paul Schrader doesn't get nominated for first reform. Like that's the one thing that could realistically happen that I hope actually does. And he has never been nominated for an Oscar. He, he wrote Taxi Driver and Raging Bull, yeah. and he wasn't nominated. It's insane. <laughs> I don't understand. And a whole lot of other like uh, cult movies, like uh... well, Affliction and Hardcore and American mm-hmm. Gigolo. I mean, what's the one uh, with uh, Al Pacino uh, about the undercover policeman? I don't know which one is that. Is that uh, Shader? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. What year? Like when did it come out? Maybe it's not Shader. Talking... I'm looking up his thing right now. Maybe it's not him. You're, you're talking about the um, Carlitos like... Way. No, 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 no. That's Brian De Palma. Yeah, I know that. I don't... Anyway, um, so what? Uh... Ignore me. I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, but Paul Schrader, it's he, I, like it's long overdue. A nomination. Oh uh, yeah. I'll, I mean, it's not going to happen, but I'd love to see him get nominated for best director. No, I mean, he should. I think the critics, you it's know, would. But, but um, I do think that <laughs> that's uh, what the screenplay yeah. award is for, for the people who were ignored in director. <laughs> yeah, I mean, usually if you look at the, you know, if someone's nominated for best screenplay, and they also directed the film, usually like they probably deserve to get nominated for best director over some of the best director nominees. Mm-hmm. Like you look at some of them over the years, but um, I heard one of the reasons that first reform might not get any nominations is because a 24 is a East coast company in New York. And you know, it's having a hard time getting out to the West coast where they the did moonlight though. Didn't they? That's true. But, but that might've just been moonlight was just came at the right time and got a little bit lucky. Right. And the problem with First Reform is it came out earlier in the year, and it's super bleak and depressing. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you got to see it. You got to see it. I'm going to see it. It's available on Amazon Prime right now for anybody right. who is interested in seeing it. Uh, As is eighth grade, which uh, I still need to see. And uh, even though there's you know negative one percent chance it's going any nominations, just so I can say Jeanette, the childhood of Joan of Arc, <laughs> is on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, yeah, I bet I mean, you I less think, than a thousand people in America have seen that movie. That legitimately, I would say, <laughs> uh, people that are paid critics, I would say there might be less than a thousand people. But it was <laughs> it was John Waters' favorite film of last year. Okay. And uh, it's it's uh, yeah, it's better than like Vice and Green Book and Bohemian Rhapsody, you know. Yeah. So, but those are just but, the uh, ones. Uh, There's a weird thing with Academy Award nominations, where like. It just, like, becomes an inevitability about some movies. Like, there's just, like, people talk about it, and it just eventually... Like, that's sort of how A Shape of the uh, Shape of Water was last year, where it just, like... 
I don't know. It got so much buzz that it became a thing separate from the movie itself. And I think that kind of happened with Moonlight also. Um, well, this year, though, there's a lot of categories where it's not a real solid No, there's lock, not a lot like, that really feel like that this year. That's what A Star Is Born did feel like a couple months ago. I know. And, I, and if Alfonso Cuaron does not win Best Director at DGA, that will be a giant monkey wrench. Yeah. I think in, Roma in the, is the closest to feeling like that sort of awards behemoth right like what now. would you what would you rank like uh, i think best picture number one is roma number two is a star is born three black uh i don't, Panther. I don't know if the star is born is even number two at this point i think What's number two I is think, green books in top five i think it top? might be green book i think yeah. like well then we got to remember too that with the best picture that's the only category where they rank and the the good thing with Roma is that uh, I think almost everyone really it's likes have the it in film. Their top two or three. Yeah, and the thing with Green Book is that there'll be people that like rank it at one or two, and then there'll be plenty of people that like really didn't off. like it. Yeah, yeah, or they'll put it at seventh. I don't know, like if they have to rank all of them, but yeah. um, I think I always... Black Panther might be above Star Born at this point, also. So I mean, I don't. I, I don't I can't imagine like I think the only conceivable best picture winners right now are Roma, Black Panther, A Star is Born. I could see Black Klansman winning, but I don't think it will. No, but I don't it, think that, it will. But I don't I don't think the favorite has a shot. No, it doesn't. I don't, uh you know what else is Vice like, doesn't uh, really have a shot. No, unless people but, get feel very political on this one, like send a message but, to Trump. <laughs> but people are saying Roma is well. Someone said every film that's going to get nominated is political against Trump because Roma. Well, Roma, is, yeah, I think just being about a middle class Mexican family and just showing that Mexicans are normal people, just like everyone else, is sort of why it's a very important movie at this time. Right, and um, was well, I was, was going to throw out? We were saying this before we started recording. It's possible the director of Cold War could get nominated for Best Director because he was nominated for a BAFTA, hmm. and you know that would be really rare that two black and white foreign language films get nominated. Yeah. But it's possible. Uh, Roma. The one thing that I think might keep it from winning Best Picture is that it's going to win Best Foreign Language Picture, and voters might feel like it's already gotten its award, and someone else can win Best Picture if they have just a weird way of thinking like that. Yeah, but I think with the fact that it's almost certainly going to win Best Director at least, do you think that – I think of all the above-the-line categories, Best Director for Alfonso Cuaron is the bit, like the most uh, – 100% like, big, like nailed on. Well, well, not 100%, but I think it's the, the one that's most likely. I Yeah, I agree with that also. Yeah, and I think I'll, I think Mahershala Ali is like also – Well, I think that's the one that's the most likely. Well, it's the thing of like I can't – I can't see anyone else winning. It's no. not so much that he is like, he is really strong, but it, it, it's that I don't see any other no, one. I haven't even win. seen the movie and I don't see anybody else winning. Right. So before, uh, well, not necessarily the very next time we talk, but you need to catch up with green book first mm. reformed. If Bill street could talk. Uh, uh, I mean, just for my sake, you should see burning sometime. It's not going to get nominated for anything, but, but that's uh, not widely but, available uh, on like streaming at this point. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Can you rent it on Amazon? I'm not sure. But that's a very, even more than Roma. That's the one you got to turn the lights off, turn yeah. the phone off. It's two and a half hour, very slow, very enigmatic. You know, it, it's a mystery thriller where you don't like even realize it's a mystery thriller until like 90 oh, minutes. Yeah. Into it. 
Yeah, I think it's a masterpiece. I think oh, it's okay. brilliant. It, it's the number one film from last year that I can't get out of my head. I keep thinking about it. And the number one film I was most conflicted about last year was Vice. Okay. And my number one film of the year is First Reformed. Um, anyway, uh, any any last thoughts? Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is exceptional. I would love it if that got a Best Picture nomination. That's the best superhero movie I've seen since probably The Dark Knight. Um, I really enjoyed it, but I, I do have this kind of against comic but it's like still just a comic book movie but it's really fun like i enjoyed it a lot but it's like it's like the i don't know it was i thought it was even more sort of powerful about i don't know spider-man i think is a very relatable sort of superhero and it's very good for getting messages across just about you know taking responsibility and living up to your potential in a way the black panther like you know the main character in Black Panther is the son of a king who, you know, becomes king. He's a savior of his whole country. It's not exactly something people can relate to. And Spider-Verse, I think, did a really good job of making a, a relatable superhero in a very interesting way. I thought the animation in that was, was really cool and something I hadn't seen before. Did you see it in 3D? I did not see it in 3D. It was very, like, like... 2001 trippy at times oh really i mean it is even not in 3d i can only imagine what it was like otherwise i was gonna say i think that it could very likely win best animated film i think it it will win that um i think that black panther will win the most oscars because it will win a bunch of the technical awards i think that's safe to say Or, or or it's possible that it will like be very close with the same number of wins as roma because i think that I think it's going to win. Roma will win Best Picture, Best Director, Best Cinematography, Best Editing. At least those. Foreign language. Foreign language. I could see it winning. Well, it's the thing with the editing is that it's it's like there's these really long shots. It's like, you know, you know, like most of the film are like these really long shots and like how edited. I mean, obviously it is, but it's it's not like Vice where the editing is so obvious. Right. Uh, any other last, uh, you know, weird project, uh, pro- uh, projections or predictions of any? I think any- that there will not be a single host for the Oscars. I think they're going to do something very weird. And I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. that Kevin Hart isn't doing it. Like, I'm on yeah. the page that he's like a homophobe and he's not funny and yeah. like, yeah, and like to me, it's not like he made politically incorrect jokes that had a point that no he was just like being hateful and yeah and ignorant he's and just being and ignorant he, yeah he's just being this obnoxious little guy who doesn't really see that he did anything wrong no it's I don't not like he was making thing. like a witty sort of like insight on you know the state yeah. of being a gay person yeah, in america was just, he was just like <laughs> if my kid was a faggot i would beat like it's just like it's it that was, level of, yeah it was yeah. not a very smart joke if you yeah. even if you were to say like oh he's just trying to be funny it's like oh well he wasn't being very good at it <laughs> like i mean like if chris rock did something like i would love chris rock to host again or yeah you know there's plenty of people but he but wouldn't just, say something like what kevin hart said <laughs> basically i mean he, he would have he, he could he, he probably could say something stuff. that could come construed as anti-gay but the joke chris rock would have made would have been more nuanced than the one i know i remember one time <laughs> there was a story that there was a gay man that was on a flight and they had a Chris Rock stand-up special as an uh, option, and he used the word faggot, and then he complained that he was, um, like, he said that he was um, 
like he experienced a hate crime on the flight and i just went oh shut up you faggot um, and I, <laughs> if it's not obvious that i'm gay i can say that so i don't yeah it doesn't it's it's just there if you're a good enough comedian you can say anything in my book yeah because it's, it's not coming be from like to... a place of ignorance or hate it's coming of a place of you know showing yeah, the dualities it's... of society and stuff like that and hypocrisy yeah, and that sort of thing yeah it's like when someone like sarah silverman that has like is like a very vocal supporter of the LGBTQ community. Like when she says stuff, like like we're good. Like we're she's on our team. Like <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, but I mean, I yeah. There's not going to be. I don't know what they're going to do with the. Hosting, I think it's but... going to be like Emily Blunt and John Krasinski are going to do a little thing together. <laughs> I think it's going to be that sort of thing. And then, but they're not going to host the whole ceremony. It's just going to be like half an hour, and then somebody else. Like I don't know. You know who the two I. Two people I've heard suggested that, like, I'm not saying that this would ever actually happen, but would be really great. Two really good, funny people that are big cinephiles, Pat Oswald or Bill Hader. They would be oh, really Bill good. Bill Hader would be amazing. Yeah. Um, but he would do anyway. all those impressions with, like, I know. 50s actors. I know. But, uh, well, I mean, do you remember supposedly one of the worst was David Letterman because, you know, he was doing the thing with, like, Oprah and Uma Thurman. He was like, Oprah, Uma, Uma, Oprah. And, like, nobody thought it was funny. Oh, but, he's uh, a weird guy. <laughs> oh, I love him, though. I, oh, yeah. I, but, uh, yeah. I, Not exactly I, an Oscars host, though. Oh, well, he's... In the yeah, world like called Bob Hope is. <laughs> I know. They get a, someone said, just get a hologram of Bob Hope. <laughs> You all having fun tonight? Yeah, let's move on to the awards. It lived to be a hundred, but yeah, I mean, it would be fun to get like. Well, Betty White turned ninety-seven today. Like, get, let her host oh. it. No, that would be something. Yeah, but it, I think the the show itself is going to be a mess. But I'm going to watch. I just it. like I hated Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, I just he wasn't hate, good. He, he's like the number one celebrity that. I cannot stand. I hate Family Guy. I hate everything I've seen of his. I just find him smarmy and obnoxious. And now he does his like uh, classical singing me, recordings, like he's like he's, Frank Sinatra. He's me. I find his humor mean spirited and just a lot of times it like, is. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't mind stuff being dark and politically incorrect, but I just find him really obnoxious. And and like Neil Patrick Harris is really talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just kind of a yeah, it's I, pretty most basic. Of the host, like I just am like get to the movies. I don't care. Yeah. Shut up with your jokes. Well, that's I don't think the Oscars should try to get someone like a Kevin Hart to bring in an audience that might not necessarily tune in regularly. Because like, what is he going to bring you? Like four million new viewers, and it's not going to come back next year. Like I think the Oscars should just acknowledge they're not going to draw in like young viewers and just appeal well, to the like, people like us who are going to watch like no matter who's yeah, hosting. But- you know they're going to they're going to give a two hour and fifteen minute black and white Spanish language film with no <laughs> big actors best picture. Yeah, like you know, and it's like I'm really glad that they didn't do the best popular film. Yeah, at least this year because that's just stupid. They should do be- the number one category. They should do that they don't have is best stunts. Oh yeah, that totally should be in it. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah. we could. We'll talk next week about when the nominations uh, actually do come out. Yeah, right. Uh, so, like, you just want to throw out like one last like I'm gonna like predict this, even though I don't think it's really gonna happen, or like one what that I'd no one like, else like to see, and what I think. Uh, oh, well, is there one that you would like to see? I would like to see Death of Stalin get nominated for at least one award. Best adapted. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like in the first half of the year. It was like in the predictions, but then everything but else. But it came, came out, out in like early March, which 
when it came out, it came out in 2017 in uh, in England and was nominated that year for the BAFTAs. So okay. it's not even like. Yeah. The same thing, I think, with Paddington too. It came out the previous year, and yeah. so he was. It, um, Hugh Grant was nominated uh, that year for Basta. <laughs> yeah, for Paddington too. I'm pretty sure he was. It's a yeah. delightful performance. Yeah, the people are saying that Paddington too should get nominated for Best Picture. I'm, I'm really hearing that. That it honestly well, is one of the best movies of the year. So people, I can't wait to watch it. People say that Mission Impossible could get nominated for Best Picture because it's such a good, you know, action film, and it's who good. Knows? I rewatched that over the winter break, and I think it, it really tries hard to like be a meaningful movie, and I applaud it for its effort, but it comes short of being what it wants to be. I'll just throw out one more. Th- like this isn't even in my top five personal picks, but this would never happen. But it would be awesome to see Nicolas Cage nominated for Mandy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Or he's snorting cocaine off a shard of glass. I mean, I just can picture, like, you know, Doris. Nicholas Cage. Well, no, I picture, like, Doris Day, you know, that type of Oscar voter, like, watching three seconds of Mandy and, like, having a stroke. You know, like... Yeah, Olivia the, average, de Havilland. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just, like, the average movie, like, the... Well, I mean, the Oscars are getting more diverse. That's why I yeah. think it's conceivable that, like, it could be the first year with two black yeah. uh, nominees, Barry Jenkins and Spike Lee, or it could be... I'll say this. I think that it could be the first year where there are uh, more... Well, well, no, technically, um, last year, there were more... Well, it depends... Well, you count Spanish as being white because, like... You had Jordan Peele, Greta Gerwig, and Guillermo del Toro were nominated, so there were... I would count Guillermo del Toro as a minority. Yeah, so there were more minority best directors than there were white men last year. I think it could happen this year, too. But yeah, we're going to be back on a more one-per-week schedule for the foreseeable future after taking an extended hiatus during the winter break. But uh, (laughs) thank you for listening to us... uh, ramble about the award season uh and next week it'll be a little bit more focused because we'll pretty much just be discussing the academy award nominations which are released on tuesday but uh thank you for listening and we will be back next week big dreams gangsta said you had to leave to start your life over i was like no please stay